Hello and welcome to Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. This is a show that explores the landscape of the nonprofit organization, big and small, offers some incredibly helpful information and resources, and gives nonprofits a place to share ideas and get advice. I'm your host, Joe Turner. Our show is sponsored by Sukup Strategic Solutions, offering a wide variety of services to help nonprofits maximize their impact. So let's get into solving the problems that might be plaguing your nonprofit. Thanks for joining us at Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. We're coming to you from Planet Philanthropy 2022. It has been an outstanding conference, and we're talking to a lot of the presenters here, some of the vendors here, and we've got a fantastic guest, Mark Becker. He's a founding partner at Cathexis Partners, a company that specializes in IT solutions for nonprofits. He's been an IT consultant for a lot of years, which reminds me to ask him about a pop-up I keep getting on my laptop, but that's another story. <laughs> he is a graduate of the University of Illinois Springfield, and he's here at Planet Philanthropy, just presented a little bit ago. Mark, welcome to Impactability. Thanks, Joe. Great to be here. It is great to have you. So much ground to cover with the things that you specialize in, and, and I think we might need to maybe do a part two someday because this is going like to be good stuff. Let's, Let's dig right in. CRM and CMS software solutions help nonprofits maximize existing tools. They assess and identify gaps, which is very important, find the best strategies to accomplish their missions. So let's dig into like peer-to-peer fundraising. What is it? How do we do it? What is the success rate? Love it. I love the topic. So peer-to-peer fundraising is kind of what it sounds like. Um, One person signs up to support a campaign or do an event like a 5k for mm-hmm. example that's probably the best example easiest example uh, they register to participate and commit to do the 5k uh, but they also commit to fundraising so then they reach out to their contacts their peers family members friends anybody they might know and um, ask them to support them in, in support of this cause and this mission and that's how you get the whole peer-to-peer and actually have your participants help you as an organization fundraise for what's important to you. and what's the success rate like uh, it's really popular. It continues to grow a lot. Well, it's been a hard couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Um, things were different. Yeah, obviously. Like everywhere sure. else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we're getting back out there again. Hybrid events are becoming more and more popular because of what happened during the pandemic. Everybody had to cancel their events altogether. But yeah. now we're, even if you're doing in-person physical events again or physical campaigns, uh, they're still offering up a virtual or option as well. So therefore the hybrid and they're becoming very popular. Excellent. So fundraisers can sometimes, excuse the expression, but leave money on the table. You, sure. You've heard that before. How does how does that happen and what can we do to fix it? Yeah, it's about empowering them with all kinds of tools, such as uh, suggested messages that mm-hmm. they, can, they can share, tweets, suggested uh, social media posting, uh, posters, ads, hashtags that they can share with their friends. So basically empowering them, giving them a toolkit to help them fundraise for you, right? They're they're amateur fundraisers, and even professional fundraisers have a hard time asking for money sometimes. So give them whatever they need okay. to make it easy as possible. Obviously, especially in, in the line of work that you're in, it's all about the data. Garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. So what are we not doing with our data? And I know you see it all the time. What are we not doing that we need to change ASAP? Right. Regardless of what your platform is, your vendor, doesn't matter. Maintenance. Like you said, garbage in, garbage out. Yep. So Take the time to enter, uh, make sure that everybody's entering data the same way. Um, make sure that you're running reports the same way uh, because you can run two different reports in the same system, get completely different information. And if you're presenting those both to the board, 
one's right and one's wrong, and then they're not going to have a whole lot of confidence in you. So mm-hmm. making sure that everybody knows the processes and the right reports to run and everybody's comparing the right numbers. But it all starts with making sure you have goals to, to weigh against. Goals, definitely. Goals are important. But let's take a look at something like an email campaign. I'm going to take the, the role of a nonprofit. We try email campaigns. We're just not getting any bang for our buck. What are we doing wrong? Because obviously they work for others. They're not working for us. What are we doing wrong? How do we improve that? Don't ask for money every time. <laughs> Very good. That's, That's true. true. Right? Make sure that you have your list clean as far as the technology goes. Make sure you're using a, a, a solution that actually does get the email where it needs to go and not in someone's spam folder. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you have the right tech to start with. Check your deliverability rate, making sure that it is actually getting through and your, your platform is not causing the issue. Um, but then yeah. once you've gotten that sorted out, focus on your actual message. It starts with the uh, subject line and goes on from there. So you can really blame it on a lot of things, but you can probably pinpoint the issues pretty quickly depending on what direction you need to go down. Would you say in that situation, using that as an example, would you say it's an issue with our communication strategy? Oh, for sure. You know, you got to see your unsubscribe rates. You know, you're talking to people too often. If they're starting to unsubscribe more often, back it off a bit, right? And yeah, you have to have a strategy. You have to have it laid out, and you have to make sure you follow. Yeah. Are you are you A/B testing that kind of thing? Oh, for sure. Hopefully, yeah. You are, right. Um, if you have a big enough list to make it worthwhile, and by big enough list, I'm I'm talking probably you know definitely in the thousands, not in the hundreds, to make it worthwhile. Otherwise, it's just not going to be enough variables to make it measurable. So what kind of changes could we make at this nonprofit that I'm talking about to our e-communication strategy to kind of maybe boost it up a little bit, kind of give us more of an edge? You're right. Start getting into the messaging for sure and looking at your subject lines, looking at all the details, anything to do with the copy, making sure that you're uh, also doing spam checking to, to make sure that uh, you're testing it against a, a spam checker to mm-hmm. see a, a spam score, sorry, to make sure that it doesn't isn't going to likely end up falling in spam because of something you're saying or some image that you're putting in there um, or a secondary uh, underlying uh, meta tag that's going right. to cause an issue. Right. Okay, we're a small nonprofit and we just use Constant Contact. Mm-hmm. It's all we use, which is a great product, don't get yep. me wrong, great product. How can we improve in terms of our analytics? Because they can only give you so much information. What can we do to maybe do better with that? Yes, Constant Contact, MyEmma, um, there's a bunch of them, right? Yeah. Um, tons of them, they all work fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody has their personal preference. And they'll all have some analytics in there and some reporting. But what you can do in addition to that is start trying to put in some source codes to your, any of your links so you can actually track through to what people are clicking through on and how far they're getting in that. Funnel. In other words, using Google Analytics to track a source from the first click through to the page they land on to where they go to from there mm-hmm. and making sure that they're actually following the funnel, the final destination, the call to action that you want them to, which yeah. may be, you know, hopefully making a donation or it might be sharing a story, uh, showing a video, that type of thing. Right. And I take that a step further. I would say start using some of that with a drip marketing campaign. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely, um, you know, welcome series. Uh, you know, donor thank you, uh, end of your campaign, and uh, again, look at your open rates, look at your unsubscribes, and adjust from there. And don't pat yourself on the back when you've got a better open rate one month over the next. Actually look at it and see right. what did we do differently, and let's do more of that. And, and yeah, open rates are 
less and less um, useful these days because right. of the whole Apple uh, piece. So it's more about click-throughs and what people are actually taking action on. That's what you can really believe, uh, more believe than open rates. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out because I, I think that's something that people really need to focus on is look at, at the, the secondary data. Don't just look, oh, our open rate's up. We're great. We're doing right. wonderful. There's so much more underneath that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And probably a, a bunch of servers just open your emails. Didn't mean anybody read them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're listening to our conversation with Mark Becker from Cathexis IT Solutions for Nonprofits. We recorded this live at Planet Philanthropy 2022. It was a noisy, crowded day, and we had such a great conversation. More of our conversation coming up in just a moment. You're listening to Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. I'm Joe Trainer. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Sometimes there's just not enough hours in the day to get the work at your nonprofit done. Sukup Strategic Solutions can help. We handle all kinds of projects, especially the ones you can't seem to get to. Fundraising, marketing, grant writing, communications, and more. With Sukup Strategic Solutions, you'll have a team of nonprofit professionals working for you. You'll have more hands on deck, reduce overhead, and increase efficiency. For a free consultation on how we can help lighten the load at your nonprofit, visit SukupStrategicSolutions.com. Maximize your impact with Sukup Strategic Solutions. Welcome back to Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Turner, and we're listening back to our conversation with Mark Becker from Cathexis. He's got some great IT solutions for nonprofits. We recorded this live at Planet Philanthropy 2022. Let's get back to our conversation. In your line of work, you talk with a lot of nonprofits. You're working with them all the time, Mark. What are some reoccurring issues that you're seeing from an IT perspective that they're having? Sure. That they need to address. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of back office, back back of house kind of things. Um, just their, you know, their own sharing technology, their own computer equipment, that type of thing. But, you know, really front of house, it's, it's all about uh, their CRM and their, their donor databases. And quite often, there's especially with the great resignation going on, there's so much turnover and they get new staff in. Right. Hey, are we doing it right? What was this person doing? Are these constituent codes making any sense? So we've, we've been doing a lot of audits lately and helping people look at their environment, look at their processes, and making sure that you know they're doing the most efficient use with the technology they have. Yeah, totally agree with you on that. Besides working with nonprofits on their IT issues, you also work for a nonprofit yourself. Why do you volunteer your time? Um, well, I mean, actually, it became out of a, a frustration. I went out to their site to donate again. I, I donated to the Golden Retriever Rescue of uh, Mid-Florida a few years in a row mm -hmm. uh, and had a problem submitting a donation. There shouldn't be problems submitting donations. It should be pretty straightforward. It should be seamless. Otherwise, you're going to have problems. So. And easy, too. <laughs> Very easy. Yeah. Less, less is more, for yeah. sure. You know, so I reached out. I've been meaning to reach out anyways, and that was the you know, impetus to make me go out and, and volunteer and help them out with their technology. So. Yeah. And like, I love doing this stuff. We, we spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time on the phone just helping organizations out. I spend a lot of time at conferences like this, just offering advice. And I think, you know, it's all about karma. You know, you, mm -hmm. you, you offer up good things and good things will come back to you. Yeah. Is there a question that I didn't ask you that you would like to say to the nonprofits listening? Hey, you need to do this now. I think some version of, you know, regardless of your size, you know, there's a solution out there um, and it doesn't have to be biting off everything time some version of that you know no matter how small you are technology is important and it doesn't have to be out of your grasp just because of your size or your demographic you know, mm -hmm. some, some version of that if that if that fits 
Otherwise, I think it's great. Mark, appreciate your time. Mark Becker, the founding partner at Cathexis Partners. Great company specializing in IT solutions for nonprofits. I love saying that because the nonprofits, big and small, as, as you just said, they need the help. And, and the more we can get them the information that they need, the better they can fulfill their mission and serve their communities. Very well said. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Mark, Joel. thank you for your time. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. All right. Time once again for another edition of Coach's Corner, where we take your questions and we ask our impact coaches for their answers. And as you know, we had a nice microphone set up at Planet Philanthropy, and we got a bunch of questions. And this week, another great question. PJ Lang from PJL Associates. The question that I get asked, what do I do if I've got a board member and they're not giving? I hope you could hear that. Let me repeat it. What do I do if I have a board member and they're not giving? Fantastic question, PJ. Thank you. And now I'll introduce Peggy Munson, who is this week's Impact Coach. Peggy, great question. You have only five minutes on Coach's Corner to answer the question. And your five minutes begins right now. It is a great question and a big question. Um, a board member who's passionate about fundraising is as important as one who is passionate about your mission and vision and programs. So if a board member is unwilling to help raise money for the organization, I think there are three big questions to address. And it relates to where that board member is on the fundraising spectrum. So number one, what is the organization's giving culture? Number two, does the donor have an understanding of what fundraising is and what it is not? Three, does the organization have outlets for converting the passion for programs to passion for fundraising? So let me go back to number one. I think it's important for you to assess the culture of giving in the organization. Are they structured for success? Does the board have knowledge and expertise in governance and financial sustainability? Is there a committee structure for development? Is there a strategic fundraising goal an objective plan and a calendar for doing that? Is there a development staff? And is the marketing communications and technology group plugged in to the culture of giving in your organization? And secondly, to answer that question, it's so important to set expectations and build confidence on the board. So has the board been profiled and, and have there been candidates recruited who have an affinity and a capacity to give? Um, do they have the time, talent, treasure, ties, and testimony? And is there experience on the board of folks who have been involved in fundraising? Lots of materials the board should have on hand, a board description with metrics. What are they expected to do? Support the organization financially, going to events, going to meetings. And lastly, is there a resource for the board to have confidence in everything about the organization? It's bylaws, articles, organizational chart, marketing collateral, all of that really is a, a way to arm board members so they have confidence in the organization. Number two, do they have an understanding of what fundraising is and what it is not? So there are ways to engage in fundraising according to the fundraising cycle, and it's very basic. Fundraising is identification, and, and that means a board member can help increase awareness and make connections within their network. Qualification. The board member can help with staff to qualify the ideal prospect for a gift. Cultivation. A board member can help build relationships with meetings and calls 
and they can hold or invite friends to a non-ask event. Certainly solicitation, asking for a gift is important. And lastly, stewardship. Do the board members know that when someone has given a gift, one of the most important things you can do after that is to thank that person. Thank you calls is the way I got involved as a board member with an organization. Number three, are there outlets for converting passion for programs to passion for fundraising? And by that, I mean, are there opportunities for the board to be proactive between board meetings and to feel empowered and productive? Are there training sessions on, on how to be an ambassador, telling uh, success stories? Does the organization have a calendar of non-ask events, tours, fundraisers, and, and volunteer events? And does the organization have um, what I would call a, a tracking mechanism or a dashboard for board members? So the activities between board meetings are very important and they can generate a sense of momentum and, and provide a way to measure accomplishments. If you answer these three questions and you've addressed these three questions, and in fact, the board member is not going to give and is not going to be involved in fundraising, have perspective and put the organization first and just be sensible about it. If there's no sort of process for board member evaluation uh, in the bylaws to implement, just let the member term out. But have a conversation, a conversation of appreciation and express that your organization is going in a new fundraising focused direction. If you have a board member who has a passion for your mission and vision, a passion for your programs, but is not interested in the fundraising part of being a board member, find an opportunity for that board member's passion for the organization to be expressed in other ways, perhaps in an advisory capacity or in another important volunteer role. Keep that board member close, that board member who has a passion for what you're doing. That is fantastic, Peggy. Great advice. Thank you. And also thanks to PJ for giving us the question here on Coach's Corner. But Peggy, thank you so much for joining us this week. You're more than welcome. Thank you, Joe. If you've got a question for Coach's Corner, we want to hear from you. Email them to us at impactcoaches at impactability.net. Again, that's impactcoaches at impactability.net. And if you want to reach me, my email address is joe.turner at impactability.net. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app, and that way you'll get new episodes downloaded just as soon as they come out. Also, please give us a review or a rating so that your peers in the nonprofit industry can find us as well. I'm Joe Turner. Thanks for listening, and thank you for all you do to make the world a better place through your nonprofit.